0: You say this state shouldn't open too early, but then you don't give us the resources to succeed. You work for a president who is frankly undermining our efforts to comply with the guidance that you've given us, and then the guidance that you have provided is criminally vague. I do anticipate this broader guidance, though, to be posted on the CDC website soon. Soon isn't terribly helpful.
1: Senator Chris Murphy voicing his frustrations at the administration's coronavirus response during yesterday's Senate hearing. Hi, everyone. I'm CNN senior political reporter Nia Malika Henderson in for David Chalian, and this is The Daily DC. It may not have looked like the musty hearings we've become so accustomed to in the Trump era with many of the participants remote, but yesterday's hearing brought stark warnings from health experts about the dangerous moment we find ourselves in. With little guidance from health officials, as more and more states begin to reopen, a key coronavirus model now projects 147,000 U.S. deaths by August, 10,000 more than previously estimated, and no indication projections won't continue to rise. Joining me now, we've got a Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, who participated in that hearing yesterday. Senator Murphy, thanks so much for being here with us today. You know, I, I just want to start with the optics of that hearing. Someone in the New York Times said that it looked like a tribunal in some depopulated cyber Western dystopia. What did it feel like to be there in that setting?
0: It was strange, but everything about the last few months has been strange, as you could probably pick up. There were a handful of senators present in the hearing room. Others were there via video. Obviously, all of our uh witnesses were appearing via video. And as I remarked at the beginning of that clip, you know, it was worth noting uh that, you know, all of our witnesses were appearing via video because some were quarantining. And, you know, for White House employees, it's not you know, that hard to quarantine. You know, they're still drawing a paycheck. They've got doctors at their place of employment. They've got potential tests every day if they want it. Quarantine's a lot harder for most uh, Americans. And so that reality was not lost on me as I was watching Dr. Fauci and Dr. Redfield and others on video screens yesterday.
1: And is it your sense that other hearings should happen this way because of where we find ourselves with this pandemic?
0: Well, I think that we're gonna have to adapt for the time being to the reality of members of the Senate and those that are testifying before us uh, being in quarantine. I think that we've managed to figure out safe ways to convene, we're extending vote times so that we're not all congregating on the Senate floor at the same time, we're sitting six to eight feet away from each other in these committee hearings. I mean, listen, I argue that we should be in Washington to do the business related to responding this virus. I'm not sure that we should be in Washington to just confirm more conservative judges. I'm not sure that that's worth putting thousands of capital employees at risk. Remember, the employees here are not just members of Congress and their staff. It's, you know, also the cafeteria workers, the janitorial service workers. Those folks also have to come in and their lives are at danger. And if we're going to do that, then let's do it for a good reason.
1: And so our listeners heard some of what you asked Dr. Redfield a little earlier, and it was clear that you are frustrated that the CDC guidance hasn't been issued to some of these states that are are reopening. And the AP is reporting today about an expanded 63-page document that the CDC created on how to safely reopen businesses and institutions, including recommendations to help decide when to shut facilities down again during future outbreaks. Now, the report says that the document was, quote, shelved by the White House, who says it is a draft that's not ready for release. What's your reaction to this news?
0: Well, I think their decision not to provide this guidance is going to cost lives. I've got a lot of smart people in Connecticut, but I don't have access in my state to the kind of Expertise and resources that the CDC has. And so, as we seek to go through a very complicated and nuanced reopening of our, our economy, we need guidance from the CDC. H- how is it different to reopen a daycare center than it is a restaurant? What do we need to do if we have a spike in infections in a particular city? Which businesses can remain open? Which ones need to be closed? Uh, that guidance can really only come from the CDC. There aren't enough experts in 50 state governments to be able to develop uh, that plan on their own. And my impression is that the White House has refused to release this document because they don't want to take responsibility. The president of the United States wants to remain an armchair quarterback. He wants to be able to stand up at these press conferences and criticize states push the responsibility onto them if the reopening doesn't go well. And that's just an abdication of his responsibility as the commander-in-chief and the president of our country and an invitation for more people to die. Uh, We will try to get it right in Connecticut, but I don't have the staff of epidemiologists at the Department of Public Health in Hartford that the CDC does. The, The entire reason they exist is to manage the United States through epidemics like this, and the president isn't letting them do it.
1: So I just want to clarify here, you're saying that the White House, specifically President Trump, is deliberately preventing the CDC from providing this guidance to the states.
0: I mean, I don't see any other explanation. This guidance was developed by experts. Dr. Redfield said yesterday that it has been you know, elevated and others are reviewing it and it will be made available at some time in the future. I read that as the White House making the decision to not provide us expert level advice on how to reopen our economy. I'm not exactly sure why the White House has to review professional scientific recommendations by the CDC. There's nobody smarter at the White House than the epidemiologists at the CDC. So the White House needs to release this hold, let this guidance be given to governors like my governor so that we can have the benefit of it as we reopen our economy.
1: Why don't you to take a listen to Dr. Fauci warning about states reopening too soon.
0: There is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak that you may not be able to control, which in fact, paradoxically, will set you back, not only leading to some suffering and death that could be avoided, but could even set you back on the road to trying to get economic recovery, because it would almost turn the clock back rather than going forward. That is my major concern, Sen.
1: So how worried, Senator, are you about deaths, about economic setbacks as well, if these uh, reopenings don't go well and they don't have the CDC guidance?
0: So I appreciate Dr. Fauci's warning yesterday, but in the hearing, I called it infuriating because the document that Dr. Fauci is referring to, this plan to reopen America— says that states shouldn't reopen unless they have a system of testing, tracing, and quarantine so that if there is a resurgence of the virus somewhere, that you can jump on it, isolate it, stop it from reversing a positive trend line statewide. The problem is the Trump administration has fought against efforts to try to fund the development of that very system of testing, tracing, and quarantine. The administration doesn't support any new money for states to build that system. And so Dr. Fauci is up in Congress warning states not to reopen too early, but states then are looking back at the federal government and saying, well, wait a second, you're not providing me with any of the resources I need in order to reopen safely. Uh, People are out of work and desperate. And, And so, you know, the warnings are a little hollow to me if the federal government... And the Trump administration specifically isn't willing to provide that support. Now, I know that's not Dr. Fauci's responsibility. He would probably gladly support additional funding, but he represents the administration. And the administration is, frankly, trying to have it both ways. They send Dr. Fauci up to the Hill to make it sound like they're being very responsible in their admonitions to states, but then they don't really help us to make sure that we comply with those warnings.
1: And with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more from Senator Chris Murphy. And we're back with Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy. One of the concerns that came up in yesterday's hearing and something that I'm hearing from parents of kids is about going back to school in the fall. Dr. Fauci said there's likely not to be a vaccine, uh, so that shouldn't be taken into account when thinking about uh, kids going back to school in the fall. I know you have young kids. What are your concerns about sending your kids back to school in the fall?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I am, you know, one of a small number of senators that has elementary school age kids. They're in the public school system, and well, I am absolutely exhausted. <laughs> I'm trying to r- run a a homeschool for a fifth grader and a second grader. <laughs> I also don't want them to go back to school unless it's safe, and. What I know from listening to public health experts is that it's not safe for kids to go back to school unless we have that system of testing, tracing, and quarantine established. Because what I want to be able to do is know if my town or my city is having a uptick in infections, because if that happens, then you can adjust and you can temporarily close down that school again in the fall until you have that outbreak under control. But you can't know that on a granular school district by school district basis, unless you are doing pretty robust testing, both of people who are symptomatic and people that are asymptomatic. And that's why Senate Democrats have been pushing the administration to develop a national testing program. That's why I've introduced legislation, parts of which are included in the House draft of the new coronavirus relief bill that would require the president to take control of the supply chain for testing equipment. Because if we don't have robust testing, then we don't know when our kids might be in jeopardy.
1: I want you to take a listen to what your Republican colleague Rand Paul said to Dr. Fauci during the hearing yesterday. As much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end-all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision. We can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying there's not going to be a surge and that we can safely open the economy, and the facts will bear this out. And Dr. Fauci's response to that was, you know, he doesn't think he's the end-all. What was your reaction to Senator Paul's assessment of Dr. Fauci?
0: I mean, you know, he's not wrong that we shouldn't listen to a panoply of advice. And I think that was Dr. Fauci's response to his question. But I live in a world in which you should err on the side of caution. We don't know whether there will be a resurgence in the fall. But if that's a relatively serious possibility, then we should plan for it. And so I'm not exactly sure what my friend Senator Paul is suggesting. Is he saying that, Because it's possible there won't be a resurgence, we should just stand down and not build assisting of testing and quarantine to be ready for it. I'm not necessarily sure that the, you know, admittedly uncertain science around uh, whether a resurgence of the virus comes back in the fall should dictate our policy choices. We should be ready for that one way or the other. And, oh, by the way, we really haven't beaten the disease yet anyway. I mean, all that's happened is that we've kind of flatlined at around 1,700 to 2,000 deaths per day. I mean, there's no real evidence that we have dramatically turned the corner nationwide. And so we also shouldn't be celebrating yet. We need to build that system of testing, tracing quarantine right now to make sure that we actually push the country into a consistent downward trajectory.
1: And this was a point I think that your colleague, Senator Warren, was making when she was pressing the administration experts on whether we have the virus contained uh, and whether or not it will return in the fall. Here's what she had to say. I wish we could tell the American people that the federal government has this pandemic under control, but we can't. In fact, you have said that the virus is not under control in the U.S. We haven't yet taken the measures necessary to prevent a second wave of death the president needs to stop pretending that if he just ignores bad news, it will go away. So, Senator, what needs to happen for you to feel like there's a plan, that the, that the administration has this virus contained, uh, that they're looking forward to the fall and a possible outbreak?
0: I mean, I frankly think in some ways it's too late for the federal government to make up for all of the lost time. I mean, what essentially happened here is that after the travel ban didn't work, the president gave up. He just gave up and he tried to wish away the virus. He left the response to the states and to the cities and to the hospitals. And so at this point, I have limited expectations of what the Trump administration is going to do going forward. I mean, they're a disaster he's incompetent. I'm just frankly not sure that I want him in charge of every aspect of response in Connecticut. So what I want to make sure happens is that the federal government and the Trump administration fund our efforts in Connecticut. You know, Connecticut is glad to pay for the emergency response in states that get hit by earthquakes and hurricanes. We want the federal government to help us fight off this virus. And then second... I do think there are places where the administration can be much more helpful. I don't think that Connecticut can manage the supply chain of testing on our own. You know, we don't know where all the swabs are. And so the federal government does need to temporarily take over the manufacturing and supply of things like tests, testing equipment, personal protective equipment. I want the administration to do that, and I think we can force them to do that in this next relief bill. So fund our state efforts, take over the supply chain. If they do that, I mean, it frankly is nothing compared to what a competent president would do, but I think that that can help us get through this.
1: And quickly, I want to get your reaction to something that a White House senior advisor, Jared Kushner, said about moving the date of the election due to the virus, something the president has denied is a possibility. Kushner initially said he wasn't involved in that process and couldn't commit one way or another. Then this morning, he released a statement where he said, I have not been involved in, nor am I aware of any discussions about trying to change the date of the presidential election. What's your reaction to that? Is that good enough for you?
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter what he says. The president can't change the date of the election. I mean, he can't. And if he tried to do that, the courts would stop him. It's unconstitutional. Only Congress can do that. Uh, And there is... I think, no interest in the United States Congress to to change the election. Uh, What we do need to do is make sure that everybody has the chance to vote in this election, which is why the House Coronavirus Relief Bill has provisions that make sure that more Americans can cast votes by mail. We're taking steps in Connecticut to make sure that everybody has the ability to cast an absentee ballot. We also need to recognize that there are foreign actors that are going to try to use this moment of weakness in the United States to interfere, and we need to, stand up our election defenses even more strongly right now. So, you know, I I understand it's kind of interesting when Jared Kushner sort of references changing the date of the election, but he can't change it. The president can't change it. And my sense is that there's no interest from the United States Congress to change it.
1: Senator Murphy, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Stay safe. Thanks a lot. Remember, we publish a new episode every weeknight, so please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, please consider leaving a rating or a comment. It helps people find the show. If you want to tweet about this podcast, please do so using the hashtag The Daily DC. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see y'all tomorrow.